Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a moment, great event happening for our farmers coming up on Monday. You're going to find out more about what that means for you here in just a moment. And tomorrow, tomorrow there's a huge celebration of our nation's 243rd birthday, a celebration of our nation's freedom from tyranny. And what I love is that our nation's birth certificate talks about the right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. I don't think it's much better than that. I mean, if you really sit down and think about it for a moment, hey, if you can give your kids or your grandkids any gift that you can give them, any gift in the world, I don't know what could be better than the idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, that is really at the core of every single person on the planet. And our founders sat down and said, you know what, we should put this in our nation's birth certificate. I love it. Just as much as President Trump putting on a big bash tomorrow to obviously salute America, to keep America great, to make America great. And this is going to be a huge, huge show to celebrate Independence Day. So what I want to do tonight, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this in a moment, but also give you a contrast of what President Trump, the Make America Great Again, the mega movement is going to be doing tomorrow for July 4th versus, and, and look, we love our Minnesota viewers but Minnesotans, I just got to give you a little bit of heads up. The contrast of what you guys are doing in Minnesota is truly, it's shocking. Take Minnesota versus the Salute to America. That's the name of tomorrow's event. What's happening tomorrow? Here's a little bit more of what you can expect from tomorrow's Salute to America. And I'm going to be here and I'm going to say a few words and we're going to have planes going overhead, the best fighter jets in the world and other planes too. And we're going to have some tanks stationed outside. Two tanks and two infantry fighting vehicles arrive by train today, power washed before being trucked to the mall, where they will stay put to prevent their treads from tearing up city streets. Air Force One and Marine One will fly over, as will a B-2 bomber, F-22 fighter jets, Osprey helicopters, and the Blue Angels, the largest concentration of military might in Washington since the end of the first Gulf War. I don't know about you, but that just sounds amazing. It's supposed to be like a 35-minute fireworks show. It is going to be a huge, huge gala event. And guess who's going to be there? I wish I could say me, but the Williston High School Band is going to be actually part of the parade tomorrow in D.C. So I'm super excited for them and everybody out there in Williston that gets to be a part of this great event in our nation's capital. By the way, our D.C. Brio is going to be trying to catch up with them tomorrow. So hopefully we'll have a story for you on Monday about the Salute to America event and obviously the impact or the role that the Williston High School Band played in it. Now, for the people out there that see some of this stuff and you hear President Trump talk about tanks and all that, you know, outrage about Donald Trump. He's a tyrant. This man is a dictator. He wants military and tanks on the nation's mall. What is going on here? Well, before I show this with you, I just, for all the Democrats out there that watch this show, I want to ask you a couple quick questions. One, as a Democrat, as an American, did you like JFK? Most people thought JFK was a pretty good dude. How about FDR? Did you like FDR? I think a lot of people, especially if you're a Democrat, would say you like him. Well, look at these pictures back in the day at the inauguration of FDR, Eisenhower, and JFK. Hmm, what's in those pictures right there? Yeah, interesting, isn't it? So all the feigned outrage that you're hearing from the left about, I can't believe that we've got a tyrant that wants to put tanks on the nation's mall. 
there you have it, folks. I don't think anybody on the left is going to say that FDR or JFK were tyrants or dictators. So here, we, here you've got, look, we're going to celebrate the greatness of America. We're going to pay tribute and salute America tomorrow in our nation's capital. So that's, that's one way to go out there and celebrate our nation's independence. Then you have what the state of Minnesota do, is doing in some of its cities or areas. To give you a couple ideas, here's one. St. Paul Mayor, hold on for a second for that. St. Paul Mayor cancels the fireworks show. Now we can bring up this graphic and share it with our audience. St. Louis Park now? <laughs> Wait till you read this. I'll read it for you. St. Louis Park will no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance at its city council meetings because of concerns that it intimidates the city's diverse population. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United... I mean, what are they talking about? They're no longer going to pay tribute to the flag, old glory, pledge allegiance to America, if you will, because they're afraid it's going to in intimidate the city's diverse population? Minnesota, please, you you got to do something about that. Then, check this out. So, they're not going to have the flag or, or the pledge of allegiance. There's no fireworks. So they're not going to do any of that. But... The good news is for you in Minnesota, Governor Walls on July 1st went out. He was in a, uh, a Minneapolis suburb to celebrate not American Independence Day, not American Independence Week, but Somalian Independence Day and Week. Because on July 1st, 1960s, when Somalia declared its independence from Italy, so Governor Walls was out there, talked about that, and now they're having an entire week to celebrate that. In fact, on Sunday, they're going to be celebrating Somali's Independence Day right here in Moorhead. So that's the contrast. Make America great again. Keep America great. Salute to America. This man right here, Donald Trump, fireworks, things happening in D.C., Minnesota, can't say the pledge, and we're going to go out. No fireworks. We are going to celebrate. And if you want to go out and celebrate Somali independence, that, that's fine. But then, again, I thought this was all about fairness and equality for the left, right? Has to be fair, has to be equal. So we'll celebrate Somalia's independence, but not have fireworks on July 4th in St. Paul. That's where we're at, folks. All right, another uh, example of how political correctness has gone wrong. I know many of you have been seeing this. We've been waiting to uh, share this with you because of our sort of pre-Independence uh, Day show. We're going to do it tonight. But... Whoever thought that the Betsy Ross flag was offensive? Well, apparently Colin Kaepernick does, as I'm sure you've heard. They had these Betsy Ross celebrate July 4th Nike shoes. They were shipped. They were at stores. And then Colin Kaepernick says, oh, well, I'm kind of offended by this. Th these flags, you know, they bring back the idea of the era of slavery in America. So I don't think you should be selling these. And, of course, Nike, because we've got this world right now that's run by political correctness, they cave. They caved to Colin Kaepernick, which is stunning to me. But here's the thing that I want to share with you, folks, that many people, apparently Nike didn't realize this, that I don't know how the Betsy Ross flag all of a sudden became so offensive because here's a picture. We can bring up this graphic. This is Barack Obama's, not Donald Trump's, Barack Obama's second inauguration in 2013. Hmm, that's interesting. First ever elected black president, not just once, but re-elected, so he's president twice, has Betsy Ross flags there, and it was apparently good enough for our president of the United States, but since Colin Kaepernick, who exactly? Colin Kaepernick told Nike, hey, we don't want these shoes to be sold. Nike caves. Would love to know from you, are you ever going to buy any 
Nike apparel ever again for as long as you live. So with that being said, I also want to share this with you because Donald Trump Jr. was having a little bit of fun with Nike when he tweeted out this. Hey, if the Betsy Ross flag, the flag of the American Revolution is too offensive for Nike to commemorate the 4th of July, maybe, maybe Nike should go with this one. Seems to be more in line with their views. It's got the old sickle with the, with the swoosh there. So obviously trying to replicate the Rushki, the Russian or communist uh, ideals there. Folks, would love to know your thoughts on this. Here we are heading into our Independence Day. And I want to kind of wrap up this little piece with this, because when you, here's what I would encourage you to do. Tomorrow at some point, whenever it is, maybe when you wake up, before you go to bed, whatever, but just sit down and just, just read the Declaration of Independence. Just take a moment and sort of think back to, you know, you're in the 1770s. Obviously, this was 1776, but 1770s, they're trying to get rid of the tyranny. You've had the Tea Party. All these things happening with the, with, uh, the UK or the Brits, if you will. And they're saying, look, we don't want this any anymore. It's time to release ourselves, to make ourselves independent. And I want to share this with you. This is the last line of the Declaration of Independence, probably my favorite line. Well, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is tough to beat. So maybe this is my second favorite line. But it says, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Can you imagine if we had people in Washington, D.C. today that said, hey, I'm going to pledge my sacred honor to you as an American and do what's right for America. I'm going to pay tribute and salute America rather than hate America. Be powerful, folks. Be very, very powerful. All right, President Trump, as we know, talks a lot about our great farmers and they're really the great patriots that they are, speaking about our Independence Day. And we were very much an agrarian economy, obviously, for quite some time. So the great things that our farmers have done for our nation. So we know that as of late, things have been challenging. Might be the nicest way I can put it, but challenging for our aid community, for our farmers, with where the prices are at, the lack of trade deals going on. So Bell State Bank is putting on, I think it's their fifth symposium. They've done this now, but it's a great symposium. They bring in an expert and just talk about what's the reality of the markets right now for our farmers. What's coming down the pipeline so you can make the best decisions for your business. So we sat down uh, earlier today with Bell Bank's director of agribusiness, Lynn Paulson, to tell you more about, hey, what you're going to get out of this event. It's free. It's on Monday and what you can do to attend. Lynn, welcome back to Point of View. Great to have you here, sir. You got a big symposium, kind of an ag symposium taking place on Monday. What's happening? We do. I'm glad to be back. Um, we bring in Dr. David Cole. Uh, this is the fifth year we, we brought him back, and we do a couple ag symposiums, one in Fergus Falls in the morning and one in uh, Moorhead in the afternoon. Uh, been really well attended, seems to grow every year. Um, Dr. Cole is, is probably the most uh, uh, ex, the, the biggest expert in, in the ag finance world and ag, um, ag economics. Um, David is, is, he travels crisscrosses the country every year talking to bankers, regulators, politicians, policymakers. Uh, he works with Canadian banks, uh, Mexican banks. He's probably got the best overall wow. view of, of the ag world and kind of presents it in a highly, highly energetic He's an economist, but he's not your typical yeah. economist. He'll keep you on the edge of your seats and entertain you, but he'll give you some phenomenal information on really what's going on in the rest of the, the country and to some extent the world and what that really means to producers in this area. So is it just for ag people? Can anybody show up? Is it free? 
number one, it is free, um, and it is for anybody that wants to come. I mean, we, we talk about issues with producers, but the reality is, Chris, um, you know, whether you know, people are directly or indirectly involved with agriculture in Fargo-Moorhead, we're all touched by it. I mean, you know, the you know, a rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really become a really diverse audience that uh, ends up coming um, to these events. I would say probably 50, 60% of producers, but you have a lot of business owners, landowners, uh, even people who have uh, limited connections that want to know what's going on in the egg world. You know, it seems like there's two different camps to people's opinions. You know, one might be, you know, um, all farmers are losing money, all producers are losing money. Well, that's simply not true. And you got another camp over here that says, you know, they're all making money, uh, but, but typically farmers, producers, they complain even when times are good. Uh, but the truth is in between, and, and we kind of separate the wheat from the chaff there. But there right? are some tough times right now. So for people that are out there that are going through maybe some rough times, trying to um, you know, make things meet, or just because the way ag has been because of lack of trade, uh, if someone were to show up, whether they're ag or not, what are they going to get out of this event? Well, I, like I said, I think you're going to get the real straight talk, uh, no spin, what, what's really going on in the ag world, what some of the challenges are, uh, what some of the opportunities are. You know, in, in reading... You know, uh, uh, Congressman Peterson's article in, in the paper today, it's like that was really um, kind of pessimistic about the outlook on agriculture. Um, but I, I do like what he said at the end in terms of, you know, um, equity preservation. If you're really struggling, think about exit strategies. So um, we want to talk about, you know, things that uh, the, the, the issues and, and they're real. The wolf is at the door in some cases. Uh, but there's also opportunities and really what are successful producers doing to differentiate themselves from those that, are, are struggling. So remind us again, Fergus Falls in the morning, what time? Fergus Falls in the morning is at an M State at 7.30, and then it'll be in the afternoon at the Courtyard by Marriott at 12.30. And uh, if you go to our, our website, uh, bellbanks.com slash coal, C-K-O-H-L, uh, uh, there'll be information. Um, you know, it's RSVPs, but if you forget you know, Just don't worry about showing. We've never turned anybody away. Thank you for doing this. I think it's such an important time for us. So I appreciate you guys putting that on. Thank you, you very bet. much.